Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to the next episode of Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. I'm Rachel. And I'm Krista. Uh, This week, I think it's actually officially summer now. Yes. Because this is going to air at the end of June. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. it's actually going to be summer now. So uh, warm. I hope I'm going to cross my fingers. It's been like a really, we're in the Pacific Northwest. It's been like a really rainy spring and June even like June is usually historically pretty gray, but like it's wet. Right? Like, like a it's lot never been this of rain. Like it's not like yeah. a light, like sprinkling. It's like a drizzle, heavy rain. It's weird. Yeah, and it's all the time. And it's like off no and on band. every day. Yeah, I'm hoping it's still bird That's a good point. Or a really late bird band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we are very, very ready for there to be some sun because like two hours of sun a week is just not enough for me. I'm sorry, it's not. No. Not yeah. In June, absolutely. Not. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, before we get started on this week's episode, which is fun in the sun, because, you know, girl can dream big. um, We have some upcoming episode changes to just talk to you guys all about. Um, We have a lot going on in our lives, you know, lives ebb and flow as far as how busy they are. This summer happens to be a particularly busy one for us. Um, I'm getting married in the fall and moving across the country. So I've got... A few things on my plate. I know it's okay. We can still do this virtually. Things will basically not change for us. Um, but because of all the things that we've got going on this summer, um, you know, vacations, etc., we're going to be bumping our episodes down to one a month for July, August, and September. Uh, we'll be back in October with uh, three episodes because October is the best month anyway. So we may as well squeeze in as many as possible. Exactly. Um, hopefully you don't miss us too much, but we will continue to post the books that we are reading actively during this kind of scaled back version of isn't it past your bedtime yeah. <laughs> on TikTok, and we'll still post to our Instagram. They just won't be full episodes as often. It should be um, a mild summer. That's all. Yeah, everyone's just taking a little bit of a, a break. I'm actually kind of excited to read some books that like aren't ones that we've put on a list because like most mm-hmm. of what I read is on our list. Like I have a lot of sequels that I want to read that are harder Ooh, to yes. get to sometimes because I don't want to, you can't always talk about a sequel here, right? Because right. then it would give away what happens in the first right. book. So I have a lot of those and I'm ready to tackle. Awesome. I love it. Um, yeah. So some exciting things we've, we're still going to do different fun topics. So don't worry about that. The usual programming other than the change of schedule. So um, with that in mind, let's talk about what we've got for this week. Fun in the sun. Fun in the sun. Um, this was actually a much harder topic to pick a book for than I expected. I really thought that like every book I found that had like sun on the front or vacation would be like legit. No, it's not all the same. No. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of murder and sadness in most of them, I found. Yeah, it's like it was summertime and then they were dead. And I'm like, wow, that's super not what I was going for here. It's not the vibe, okay? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I went through probably three or four books before I ended up on one that was truly fun in the sun. And I think you're going to love it. Um, it's more about the journey, though, than the actual destination. Ooh. So I can really, truly only give you like a TLDR. Okay, love it. The book that I picked was The Getaway Girls by D. McDonald. Ooh, Super cute. Oh my God. Okay. This like absolutely fit the definition of like the fun in the sun that we were looking for. So what happens in this book is that there are these three older women who are like their late sixties, early seventies, and they're all at different stages in their life, but they want to do something different. Um, so the three main characters in this are, they all meet because, uh, one of the main characters, Connie, she is teaching like an art class or no, sorry. It's not art. It's like flower arranging art basically yeah um 
she's teaching a flower arranging class after she's gotten divorced. I guess there's like a book before this, but I didn't know it. It didn't mention it at all during oh. the book. But in the afterward from the author, it told me that there was a book before this with Connie's like divorce journey, basically. Oh, okay. So you get like a, a, a quick summary of what happens to Connie. So Connie is teaching this class because um, after 41 years of marriage, she decided that she wanted to discover herself, something more out of life, left her husband, left her family, went on a big trip. I don't know, honestly, everything that she did because they don't talk about it that much in this book. That's not the point. Um, but so Connie is teaching this floral arranging class and she's feeling the itch. Like she's feeling like something's got to change. Like she, it's too monotonous for her. She's like mm-hmm. tired of living like just like a plain old suburbia life, like teaching these old ladies how to arrange flowers <laughs> for an hour of entertainment a week. Like she's just over it. So she decides to cancel the class. A couple of the uh, women in the class, Gil and Maggie, become the next main characters and it's little trio. Um, they were bummed that the class was ending. They're like, why? Why is the class ending? Well, Connie has discovered that she has um, some family roots in Italy. So they're in England. And so Connie's decided that she wants to go to Italy. She wants to figure out where her family's from, maybe discover some long lost cousins. You know, why not? I think that seems legit. Like, love it. Absolutely. And it's in the same continent. So she's thinking like, maybe she'll drive, right? She'll do like a road trip down to Italy. Yeah. Love it. I think that sounds Fun. amazing. Yeah. So, um, lovely thing to do in your older years or even now, really. I mean, yeah, but like, what a great thing to do. Like, when you're retired and your kids are grown and you just want to do something. Mm-hmm. Like, so, um, Gil and Maggie are listening to Connie talk about this and they both are kind of, they don't have the same like itch that like Connie has about like being restless, but they both are also kind of looking for something new or different to try because, you know, they're in their uh, late 60s, early 70s. Gil is widowed. She's been married twice. I believe she does have children. Um, yeah, she has some children locally. Okay. Um, but she is the kind of lady who is set almost 70, but tells people that she's almost 60 because she's afraid of like people perceiving her as old. But like oh. the way she dresses is the way she would have dressed when she was young. So like beehive hair, <laughs> like high heels, like it just doesn't suit her anymore. Right. Yeah. It, like honestly ages her more. I was going to because... say that makes me think that like, no, actually, ma'am, you're a little bit older. Right. She like cakes on the makeup because she's trying really hard to hide aging. And I'm sure that that's something we all like everyone struggles with, you know, like aging yeah. is something that's it's a challenge. So it's understandable. But that's who Gil is. Um, and so she's kind of looking. Well, she mostly wants to find men. She's looking for her last like <laughs> hurrah before she's too old for that. <laughs> um, and she's also trying to avoid her children throwing her a 70th birthday party, because as far mm-hmm. as everyone that she knows, knows she's going to be 60 and everyone's like, yeah, okay. You look terrible for 60. You should just say 70 and then you look good for 70, you know? Yeah. That's like, better. Um, so that's Gil's deal. And then Maggie, she's in a long-term relationship for over 40 years with this guy named Ringer. He refused to get married. He's basically like a, a career criminal. He's been in and out of jail over the years for things like bank robbing and he didn't want to have more children. So Maggie feels like she's given up most of her life to be with this man that doesn't even want to commit to her. And she found out that he's basically having an affair with this like younger blonde lady. Of course. Um, Maggie is a cancer survivor. And so she's missing uh, one of her breasts as well. So Mm -hmm. she feels like really just unwanted and her relationship. And then like has that kind of, she's trying to find, she's kind of, trying to find herself you know mm-hmm. she spent all this time with ringer and doing whatever he wanted to do and supporting him or all of his shenanigans but like she's like what, what did i get out of it like nothing 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 yeah. so everyone's kind of ready for change 
they decide to uh, rent a big caravan, like a big RV, and they name it Bella. It's like an Italian RV, I guess, <laughs> which I think is funny. And they're going to drive down to the Amalfi Coast, which is where Connie's family is supposed to be. Before they leave, Maggie um, has some interactions with Ringer, her longtime relationship. She's like, is he my boyfriend? Is he my partner? Boyfriend sounds weird at my age, but like, yeah. he's not. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's a weird, um, weird in between for her. She's not really sure how to like define their relationship other than like, he's just the person she's with. Um, they have some altercations before they leave for the trip. Um, I don't think she even tells him that she's going on this really. Like, they're very much divided. Obviously, she just found out he's having an affair. So, like, they're not really having conversations. And then when they do, they're really tense. Um, she gets a sense that he's got, like, a job coming up. And those are usually crimes. Yeah. Um, and that's the day before they were going to leave. And she finds, like, $100,000 in their oven. Because that's where she had she had helped him with things. Like, she had helped him. She knows where he what he does. Like, yeah. she's not not on she's not on board but like she just is like this is just who he is Uh and so she had like a suspicion that like he had gone and robbed a bank that night or something like he had a job so she checks the oven which is like the drop spot where money would be safe and like people don't necessarily look there and she finds right now i know i'm like (laughs) what are people hiding in their ovens yeah um but she finds that a huge bag of cash and she just was like you know what you didn't marry me you're cheating on me i've never asked you for anything this money is mine. She's like, this is basically what a divorce settlement is. So she packs all of his cash (laughs) and she hightails it to leave town with Connie and Gil. So basically shenanigans essentially ensue at this point because Maggie doesn't want them to know where she got the cash from. Like she doesn't really talk about Ringer that much. And they're not that close. Keep in mind, like these women knew each other from a class, but they're not really friends at this point. Like all of their kids are like, what are you doing? Like, why are you going on this trip with these women you literally don't know like their family is very concerned um so maggie lies and says that like she got it off a lotto scratcher or whatever Uh they were like where are you getting all this cash from and so they kind of start living it up like they do take the camper um but maggie becomes aware pretty quickly that ringer is clearly following them or onto them because he's calling her and like he's left some threatening messages Eventually, Gil gets um, kind of looped into it. I don't remember exactly how, but again, this book is about the journey. So um, I'm not really going to give you details anyways. But basically, slowly the other women become aware that Ringer is basically coming after them because of all this cash that Maggie has stolen from him. But they also are kind of having a great time and they don't really feel like they're in the wrong because like... Screw that guy. It's kind of a gray area. Yeah. So um, I really can't go much farther information wise, but basically this book is about these three women on this journey and they're being chased by one of their former lovers. <laughs> like Gil <laughs> wants to go find a beautiful Italian man that she had history with. And, you know, Connie's really just looking for family, but ultimately finds out that like she really just like having this friendship with these ladies and going on this adventure and like living a life that like neither of them ever would have anticipated. And so like they do tons of like fun shopping and just like, I just love all of the cute little shenanigans that they get into. And then there are some tense moments. Like they're being chased by someone mm-hmm. who's potentially dangerous. He's a criminal. Like, yeah. so um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was just very cute. And I kind of want to read the first one with Connie's journey. Mm-hmm. Learn more um, about her. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Five out of five stars. I really, I really enjoyed it. The front says feel good, inspirational, wonderful, and laugh out loud. And I agree with all those things. 
perfect i mean that's like a perfect fun in the sun one the book right? that i started so i started like three kind of like you trying to find the right one mm-hmm. and then work got crazy and then i got sick so i started one i didn't do it but it was pretty similar it was like three older gals they were living on like cruise ships and somehow you can get like a green card and so they literally live on cruise ships and they just go cruise ships cruise ship Wow. Um, it had a really slow start so i didn't do that one that's not the one i'm talking about but i will finish okay. it so maybe for another episode i'll finally finish that one and talk about it but the one that i ended up doing is the summer of broken rules by k.l walter um hmm. it's i think it's technically a yaw because the main character is 18 which i didn't necessarily realize when i started but it's okay it's still fine um counts it has like a bit of like sadness kind of like pulled it through the whole thing because there is like so the main character is meredith she's 18 and 18 months ago her sister who's a year older died we know that early on and so like that's kind of like woven through all out but other than that like it's so like there is sadness and there is grief but it's like them kind of like it's been 18 months so they're trying to like take their grief and move through it basically so for since like longer than Meredith has been alive, her family has been going to this um, farm, they call it the farm on Martha Vineyards that her grandparents own. And it has like, there's a big house where Wink and Honey, that's what they call their grandparents. That's where they live. That's adorable. I love yeah. it. But it's also why <laughs> grandpa like makes little jokes and winks. Right. So I guess that's why this like, it, it probably started with like one child calling him that or one grandchild calling him that. And then he always calls the grandma Honey. Like this is his bride, honey. Yeah. And so like, that's that. And then, the names. yeah. And so they live in like the main house. And then a couple of years ago, they've started living there full time. Like after they retired, cause like everything is good basically there. They're like, I mean, they're rich as Martha's Vineyard. So yeah. Um, there's like, I think eight different like houses basically like mm. on the farm. The farm has an actual name, but they're like, everyone just calls it the farm. So it's capital T capital H the farm. Um, and so it's like um Meredith's family always stays in like this little smaller cottage that has two rooms so her and her sister would share a bunk bed that does not have indoor plumbing like they have to go to the outhouse it's the only one that doesn't have indoor plumbing so they've always had to go to the outhouse bummer (laughs) yeah but so they stay there and then because they only come for like a couple weeks during the summer they don't stay for the full summer where like a lot of other family members stay for the full summer and so like there's always other people running it out and stuff and so there's like all these things. There's a ton of different like ponds. There's the ocean. There's all this stuff. Um, so they are going. So this is they missed last summer because Claire, the daughter, so she had died in the winter. And so they missed that summer after. And so this is like their first summer back. Um, and they're there because it's her cousin Sarah's wedding. Um, and there's like a ton of cousins and they're all close in age or there's clumps of them that are. They've all been like close growing up. Super cute. Um, so yeah so that's so they're going there for that and something that they used to always do on the summers is they play this game assassin um and so a couple of years ago wink and honey stopped playing they like decided they're too old to play assassin so now they're the commissioners of assassin but basically what assassin is is at like midnight on the time is that in the mailbox of their home you're staying in you'll get an envelope with your name and on it is the person that you are supposed to kill and once you kill them you take their the name of their target and it keeps going until there's like the finalist uh is with water like water guns and everything like that so claire was like the number one champion for like every year like she had like all kinds of like concepts and theories and how to do it and this that and the other ally or yeah 
alliances, star, there's backstabbing, like there's no it's kind family. of a dark family game to play, honestly, yeah, but like but also like, fun. Yeah, super fun, right? Um, like there is no family or friendships basically in this, but like it's something where like, yeah, you might like kill your mother, you're gonna assassinate your mother, and then like an hour later, you're like hugging it out, like it's fine, you know. Like all's fair in love and war and assassinations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's like the big like secret is that because Meredith is there and she's like talking to her grandparents. I'm like, oh yeah, like Sarah and Michael have this secret. There's they're gonna make an announcement. She's like, Do you know what it is? And they're like, Well, yeah, duh. And they make the announcement, and there's only three rules this year. One is that it happens 24-7. Two cannot be indoors. Indoors is the oh, which is okay. and indoors is 10 feet from a door. That's so it's weird. like it's like safe indoors. Got it. Yeah. And then rule number three is that us, the game cannot interfere with any of the wedding business. Like um, the aunt, and I can't remember the aunt's name. It's like Aunt Charlotte or something like that. It's very much like the perfect wedding planner of like, this is going to happen. And you must be here on time for this, that, and the other thing. So. Oh, it me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. A little type A. It's fine. I know. Yeah, it. It's fine. And so, and then also um, Sarah and Michael are not, the bride and the groom are not participating either. They are, because okay. they have like too many obligations. Like they have extra things that they have to do, obviously. As yeah. Groom. And so, yeah, so it like starts out and Meredith is like, okay, like, you know, she's obviously like still grieving and she had just, her boyfriend of four years had just dumped her like a week before she's supposed to go. He's supposed to be her plus one. Rude. Yeah, because they're going to different colleges and he was like, you know, like, it's not going to work. He said, but I'll like, still come to the wedding and he was she was like no no like not gonna happen goodbye and so she like he like it's like still trying to call her and like at one point he's like oh my god i miss you and she's like eh, heck like hell off um but during all of this like after her sister died she basically didn't respond to like any of her friends like these friends that she sees every single summer here because yeah, she was so typical. like stuck in her grief but then they're also grieving so like there's this like hey we're all hurting here kind of a situation going on yeah but yeah so she was like so absorbed in that guy and so she's like still kind of trying to figure out like what's going on here and so she's by herself her sister's not there but she decides that like she's gonna win it she's gonna win it for claire like she's gonna make claire proud oh yeah so when one of the times that like ben calls or texts her is like right when they get on the ferry or whatever and she like calls him cusses him out but then like they're on the ferry so you can't open your doors on the ferry at this point and her family's already gone ahead her parents have already left so she like jumps out the sunroof totally freaking kicks the dude in the face on accident oh, no. and then just sprints off it's like too embarrassed and just runs sorry bye turns out he's in the wedding because of course he is right i mean of yeah of course I saw he's that gonna coming. be there i was like who's he gonna be <laughs> yeah so his name is wit he's 19 and he is the stepbrother of the groom and so they end up making this like packed because he's like okay like you know about this like what's going on um they make mm-hmm. this pack together to like she already has an alliance so she can't make another alliance but she agrees to this pact. yeah they're different see it's fine yeah it's fine and so <laughs> they like totally hit it off so basically the rest of the book is like her trying to win the game going through because it's like you're they're on this thing for like a week before the wedding they get there on like a sunday and the wedding's on saturday or something like that so they're on the island for like a good chunk of time, like yeah. playing this game, going through all these things, going through all these like family traditions and all this Is stuff. Martha's Vineyard an island today? Oh, I guess. Well, I don't know. Should I know that? They had to take a ferry there. Maybe it's a peninsula. I have no idea. I honestly don't know. I'm like rich people place. 
Yeah, I don't actually know either. They probably told me in the book, and I it could be like a peninsula, like how yeah Seattle has. You know, mm-hmm. you take the ferry across. Okay. Yeah, it's either an island or a peninsula, either way. But yeah, rich people things. I don't actually know. And so yes, yeah, so like the rest of the book is like that. It's like her. A lot of I mean, it's all told from her perspective, but a lot of it is her just kind of like working through her grief, figuring out like what it is that's going on. Uh, a lot of emotions, but it was so good. But like also so much of it is literally them just like out on the boat on the tube like the kids like driving the boat like running around like driving or biking into town like going to the bookstore doing all these things it's just like a super fun summer week in martha's vineyard like also i googled it martha's vineyard is in fact an island okay well there you go so yeah they're like on this island apparently there's like this um grocery store type place that has the most amazing pies the pies go out at two and by 2 15 they're picked through so you have to like Gotta get there like before too. <laughs> right on the time. And Meredith has this thing where she like crawls on the ground and like pops up right in front of the glass or whatever. Oh, so she cuts. Got it. Well, there's no lines. It's just like a horde of people. So, yeah, yes. but she gets in front of the other people. So yes, cut, she does. Cutting in line. Yeah, so she does. But it works. And then Week has this saying that like, oh, because it's called, it's basically like a farm stand, like a really fancy rich people farm stand. But he's mm-hmm. like, you can't get out of there without pies or spending a hundred dollars because the pies are $25 a piece also. Oh my, that's very expensive. But Apparently they're again, very Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. And they're super good. Um, but yeah, the book was super freaking cute. I literally read it today, started and finished it today. Quick read um, then. Yeah. It does not take that long. Um, I'm thinking I'm between like four and a half, five. Like I'm going to give it a five. Um, the only thing I guess, yeah, that's a five. Cause the only thing that I didn't like is randomly there'd be like callbacks to something that happened meredith would be like oh yeah he's referencing this and it's like yeah i know that happened three like two or three chapters ago um, i'm like, up to date your book is not that big and this isn't a series like i don't need a callback to the conversation that y'all just had yeah, one no. day ago like i'm i'm good i'm caught up but still five out of five super cute like literally makes me wish that like i had a big super rich people family with like the go to martha's vineyard and play assassins and oh yeah because at the end of assassins so when they're down to like their finalist or whatever on the final day they um they like all so they like draw like a circle in this like field and all the finalists have to go there like hunger Games style i was just about to say like hunger games <laughs> yeah but, like battle it out but you still have to take out your person and then you get whoever their they name was. yeah so you can't just like free for all mm. anybody you still have to so like at one point oh, it's like that's clever this one gal is like chasing her husband who was chasing the groomsmen and it's like a little like triangle of them like chasing around and like wits up in a tree spoiler alert he makes it obviously like you know him and like have this to be is important this is like kind of similar to a game mafia i used to play but not quite like mafia it's definitely much bigger like it's like an adapted like large-scale version of playing mafia which was yeah. like in someone's house you would find out who the killers were supposed to be and then you like wanted to get away with it basically but this is like wow so intricate i Every- love it yeah this is like everyone is a killer and like because that was oh yeah that was so on the rsvp card and that's the thing none of the guests know that they're going to be playing this when they show up on oh. the rsvp card they make you answer like all the questions that you always have to do well then the last one is do you want to play and that's it yes or no do you want to play can opt out yeah but you don't know what you're opting out of so almost everybody said yes right because nobody wants to be left out 
Right. So it's like they show up and they find out this is like, oh, that's what it is. So like some people get super into it. Like literally her dad and her uncle are like camoed out, like army crawling through the tall grass. Like, holy cow. Yeah. Like scoping people out. Uh, but then some people are just like, hit me. I don't care. I don't want to do this anymore. Like, oh my God. I love it so much. One guy was like eight months pregnant and she was oh. like, spoiler, she gets taken out on the first day. And she was like, Shocked. oh, thank goodness. She was like, I was really hoping somebody was going to take me out today. I didn't want to have to do this. And you're like, yeah. Not like surprised. the water gun felt nice too, actually. Yeah. Like, <laughs> keep doing that. Keep doing that. More. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So it's like, oh, so oh, I love it. That yeah, sounds like such was, a fun read. It was a lot of fun. And like for it being a y'all, like it wasn't like, like it wasn't it so much. It feel y'all. Like the way you described it, at least it didn't feel like y'all centric where like usually y'alls are very like petty emotional <laughs> yeah like I mean? all the emotions are like they were all like justified like like adult emotions yeah like she gets upset with wit because he like didn't tell her something but she confronts him right away and yeah. he's and he's like yeah you're right i should have told you and you're like oh my gosh a real conversation you're not just gonna like stop speaking to him what the healthiest y'all to ever exist <laughs> seriously exactly so yeah five out of five it. it was really good Awesome. Well, I'm glad we both finally found one, even though it took a little bit of effort for this week, but I think it was worth it. Like I enjoyed, like there was no murder, like I love me a murder book, but like, it was kind of nice to just have a fun yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. It was, it was worth the way to find a good one. Absolutely. Um, I think up next. So our July episode is going to be memoirs yes. related. I've picked mine. I'll have to text it to you because I can't think of it right now, yeah, but I have not picked mine. So uh, yeah, so you guys will have to come back in July. I believe our first or our um, only July episode is going to be July 11th, but we will send out a reminder for everybody. Yep, that'll hit the Instagram, which is isn't it past your bedtime? We also post on Twitter, isn't it at iipyb underscore pod and TikTok, isn't it past your bedtime? You can also check out our website, isn't it past your bedtime.com to see what's in the archive and what's coming up next. Yeah, with that I mean we'll talk about all y'all next month. So bye everyone. Bye.